We are the men in maroon. One is a Salopian and the other loves a day out in the toon. But both of us are united as jambos. We travel from Edinburgh to Dundee to Glasgow. Daz and the Manus, we are going for a footballing tango. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast with Daz and the Manus. This sixth episode of the Men in Maroon podcast is a very special one for both Daz and I because we are joined by our first ever guest in the history of this podcast, Craig Wilson, the general manager of Big Hearts, the official charity of Hearts of Midlovian, is on this episode. We're also going to be talking about the Ross County Cinch Premiership game in Dingwall this coming Saturday, among other things as well. So enjoy, and let's bring you episode six of the Men in Maroon podcast. Hello, folks. Welcome to episode six of the Men in Maroon podcast. Uh, Daz, of course, is with myself, and we have, as I've, you've just heard, our first ever guest on the Men in Maroon podcast. A very exciting milestone for this early podcast that's developing its wings. Uh, we are joined by the general manager of Big Hearts, the official charity of Hearts of Midlovian, and his name is Craig Wilson. And Craig, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Delighted to be to be with you guys tonight. Thank you so much indeed. Um, Daz, I'll let you kick the ball off to Mark. Uh, I know we're not going to be here for 90 minutes, but certainly we'll pretend to kick off and you've got control of the ball. Super. So no pressure, Craig, on being the first ever guest. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> Anna's kind of hyped up. There, but yeah, uh, just to start off, uh, I just wanted to touch base on your your fandom as a, as a Hearts fan. How, how did it all start? And uh, a little bit about yourself and your and your love of hearts. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been a fan, yeah, for as long as I can remember. My my dad, I think, took me to my first game probably when I was about um, five or six. Um, and yeah, since then, it's been something that's been a consistent part of my life. I mean, you know, remembering back to, to teams in the 90s and, and seeing sort of the, the end of some of those great players that we had through that period, the likes of Robbo and others. Um, and then, of course, winning the you know couple of couple of cup losses in the mid nineties um, before the big prize in nineteen ninety eight is kind of one of my big memories as as being a, a young Hearts fan um, who was still at, at, at primary school. So um, yeah, it's been a, a consistent part. And then obviously now it's it's even you know it's a daily part of my life now, given that I, I work for Big Hearts and I have done so since since two thousand and fifteen. So it's. Um, yeah, in some ways, you know, I've kind of got the 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 dream job that that sees me go to Tynecastle every day, which is which is great. I can't complain about that. In the, I think most <laughs> most hearts are, and and I'm from myself and Anna, we appreciate the hard work that you do. I don't think it's just the the going to Tynecastle and uh, getting to just sit in the big seat and enjoy where you are. I think you, you you've earned that job with the where you're allowed to work through the work that you do, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, and, you know, Tynecastle, you, you kind of, as you say, Tynecastle is a big part of what we do, generally speaking. You know, a lot of our initiatives and programmes are, are at Tynecastle and are... Um, it does. 
um, <laughs> a big part of what we do is, is Tyne Castle, bringing people to Tyne Castle, using Tyne Castle as a place that means something to so many people. And you cannot, you know, most of our projects have got that element to it. And and, and as fans of the football club, you, you kind of know exactly what I'm talking about. There's something special there that um, we can harness to, to hopefully help, you know, change folks' lives for the better um, in a number of different ways, you know, and that can be, you know, quite light touch and some of the things that we do. Or it can be a bit more in depth, and, and as I say, Tyne Castle and that that love of the place is, is definitely a big factor. Yeah, and and, and that that people I know Tyne Castle is usually a place many of our fellow fans only visit every second or third week during the season. But um, it's more than just football, isn't it? And and that's I suppose the best way to sum it up. You know, everything that Big Hearts does because there's community football, there's uh, help for people uh, struggling with mental health um, obviously there's a lot of um, other initiatives taking place uh, there as well at the, at the stadium yeah absolutely and and, and sometimes that's the, the hidden gem that you know Tyne Castle is actually a place that um, and it certainly feels like it's back to that now where, where there's stuff going on every day um, you know we'll certainly have at least one probably two and possibly three projects running across the course of any given day um, and and as you rightly touch on, that there's also other bits and pieces of, of brilliant community stuff that goes on at the club in terms of the, you know, the, the digital innovation centre and the community football and the museum. So you know, one of the things that's definitely changed over the course of the last, you know, going back to certainly when I joined um, Big Hearts at the time, you know, Tynecastle wasn't wasn't it wasn't it that place? There wasn't too much going on um, in terms of being you know there for the community. Whereas now. Almost any part of the stadium, there's there's people there, there's there's things going on, and uh, it's it's a brilliant place to be. And you know, part of that is of course the the redevelopment, and um, yeah, it's certainly easier to get into than it was before. So that's great. Absolutely, and uh, and during your time at Big Hearts, how much has it evolved? Because I mean, I suppose well, it's twenty twenty two. You joined in twenty fifteen. That's seven years. But that must feel like a lifetime, given the impact, especially of COVID in the last couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and lot, lots, lots has changed. So I guess going going back a wee bit, you know, Big Hearts has been in existence. Hearts was one of the um, kind of early adopters of having a, a club charity, and Big Hearts did great work um, in those early days, from kind of 06 to, to fourteen. It was obviously the the documented um, the the, the well documented issues at the club that meant that. Um, big Hearts at that time then were, were really struggling to exist at the same time that the club was obviously on the brink of going out of business. Um, and, and kind of 2015 time um, was was almost the, the, the rebirth and the restart of the charity. You know, it never fully stopped, but it was a chance for us to kind of re, re-go with things. Um, there was a refresh of the board. And, and from then, you know, I was the... When I joined, there was two members of staff. Um, we're now operating with, you know, somewhere in the region of between 16 and 18 staff when you include kind of some of the sessional guys that support individual projects. So, you know, it, it's transformed hugely. You know, we, we used to deliver one or two projects full stop. We now deliver, you know, somewhere in the region of, you know, 10 or 12 at any given time. So um, lots going on, lots has changed. And again, you know, a huge part of that is the support that, that we've received in terms of the, the fans of the club, the football club itself being a huge supporter um, and some of those key figures, you know, making big hearts a kind of priority in terms of the football club. So, um, 
yeah, you know, we, we we often say Hearts is a you know what the club's achieved over the the years in terms of fans and foundation of Hearts being really really unique. Um, I think in many ways our journey is kind of alongside that in terms of you know being yeah being the biggest fan owned club in the UK, but certainly being one of the most socially conscious as well. And I think we should be really proud of that. Absolutely, and and how much bigger can this charity get? Because that scale from you know, up to you said sixteen to eighteen employees for the charity. I mean that that is significant progress. And okay, I said you know twenty fifteen to twenty twenty two is a lifetime, but I mean that's still seven years. So I mean that that is substantial growth. Yeah, and and importantly, you know, and I think that the the key thing is we we continue to help more and more people as we go along. And I suppose that's the yardstick in terms of. Are we doing a good job and are we getting it right and are we supporting more people than ever before? And and we've kind of done that year on year and the pandemic was a, a huge, um, actually ramped it up even more than probably we would ever have believed. And I suppose now, you know, we find ourselves delivering, you know, bits of work that are really important. You touched on it, Anas, in terms of um, mental health and we do a, we're doing work now as part of, you know, linked to, to schools and working closely with other organisations around, around young people's mental health. Um, which is a big step and, and I mean it's absolutely needed and it's crucial um, but you know opportunities like that are, are, are coming our way now because of the, the impact that we can have and ultimately by using that pool of football and obviously as I say the pool of time castle is a, is a community resource um, so so yeah I mean I think our, as long as we keep doing what we're doing and we keep supporting more people and we keep getting the support we're getting from from fans of the club and, and, and from others then you know we'll We'll continue to help more and more people as we go along, and hopefully that that that's that's the measure. Um, yeah, we've got more staff, but actually, they, we we need them because of the amount of people that are coming through the door and that are benefiting from some of the work that we do, which is which is great. Do you no, think? What, what you, sorry, Daz, I'll let you go. Ahead. No, do you think that is your biggest sense of success is seeing the amount of people that you are uh, helping and the and what is being done, the support that you're getting from the fans? Is that a way of showing? a measuring stick of success? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, our, our Big Heart Supporters initiative, which we, we launched back in probably 2016 sort of time, which was all about saying, look, if you're a fan of the club, you can help us. Um, you can help us in a number of different ways. Um, volunteering being a huge part of that. Um, obviously, fundraising, you know, donating money would be other obvious options. Um, but actually, the volunteering piece and the way that people can get involved um, has been a you know has been a core bit of you know our activity across most of our projects. There's volunteers involved. You know that's brilliant. That's people giving their time, their commitment, and and that's what we won the More Than Football Award for um, back in November. Was was for that very initiative in terms of you know fans of the club going above and beyond and helping us help even more people than we ever could in terms of the um, the resources we have. Um, you know the the extra support you get from supporters is huge. So. Yeah, that, that bit's huge. And, and you know, as I say, I think as long as, you know, we, we there's so many stories now of people who have benefited. Um, as I say, and some, some people would say, you know, they just needed a little bit of guidance, a little bit of support, a little bit of help to others who have benefited in a big way from some of what we do. And that's that's huge. You know, that's that's really great. Let's reflect on Big Hearts Day, which was on uh, Saturday the 19th of March when we played Livingston. Uh, played in that third kit, won 2-0. But the other big win really was the, you know, the amount of exposure the charity got, um, you know, on that special day. How, how 
have you got like figures in terms of how much was raised and um, basically um, like any key facts that you got from that day in terms of the successes that you achieved? Yeah, I mean the, the support. I mean, I think we can we can safely say it was the most successful Big Hearts Day ever. We um, had had the, the strange experience of the previous one having been virtual and kind of sitting watching um, the game in your house while you know while hopefully supporting Big Hearts. Um, to, to, to there where, you know, it was it was a, a brilliant um, way to get people back, to get people, you know, to get big hearts in front of people to, to share the stories. Some of the work that goes on in the build-up, you know, I, I, you might have seen the story, uh, Waleed's story as part of our Welcome Through Football project. You know, that's that's kind of the, uh, you know, you kind of reflect on those um, and try to share the message of here's the power of football and here's what your football club can achieve in the community. And, you know, Waleed's story of being someone who, you know, travel from from war-torn Syria and then finds himself in Edinburgh and now feels very much part of something at Tynecastle. You know, the club sharing that, the club supporting that and sharing his stories, you know, that's brilliant in itself. And it's as much about that as it is about, you know, us us shaking a bucket and raising money. But that being said, we've, you know, we've raised more money than ever before. The um, On the day, huge support across the stadium, Um Huge support for hospitality suites, um, and then obviously the players were in the kit and, and those being auctioned off. And there's a couple of other bits and pieces we're going to do with, with some of those kits in the coming days. That um, you know all adds to it, and it's brilliant. And, and in a way, you know that's the whole club supporting us. There's so many people involved in helping us do some of that. Um, that's you know really powerful. And as I say, it'll be the most successful big hearts they ever. Um, the guys have had their work cut out in the last last wee while, actually tallying up and. And counting cash, which we, we'd almost thought might not quite happen by way the way people go with contactless now. But uh, no, there was loads of money to be counted. So yeah, fantastic. I don't I don't want to blow my own trumpet too much, but I put in a total of fifty one pounds and fifty one pence into one of the buckets. Um, and you can obviously tell why I picked the number fifty one because it's a very special <laughs> number to all of us um, connected with hearts. Um, but. Um, yeah, Dad and I also were saying uh, that uh, that you know obviously that special choice of kits was uh, uh, well received. I think quite generally, and we were, I was suggesting to Dad, and I'm sure you'll remember this that uh, I, I said something like, "I right, remember in the last episode that if they sold that very shirt with the logo on the front, um, I would probably purchase it." Do you think there are plans for uh, that to happen? before the end of the season or if not um, something like that happen in future uh, you, you know yeah it's great to have those conversations um, yeah we, we'll always see I mean I think we always and, and you know the, the, the club's point of view there's a huge contribution for them to to first of all put our logo on any kit is huge we, we're always thrilled by that um, as we were last year this year the fact it was you know the third kit and, and we were the we were the big centre logo was huge Um and, and even, you know, from, I mean, it might sound silly, I'm sure there is some um, traditionalists who would say, oh, Hearts should be wearing their home kit at home. Um, you know, it was literally a football department decision to allow us to wear the third kit because, you know, we were asking them not to wear their home kit at Tynecastle. Um, so that was huge in itself. And, of course, the feedback, you know, I, I know we've spoke about it around the place recently. You know, lots of folk have spoke about the kit, how strong it was and how they love a piece of that and hopefully that helps us think about things that we can do in the future and as I say we will look at you know a couple of ways that you might be able to get your hands on those um in the in the coming days um 
albeit they're unlikely to be sold in the way that you describe. But you know, who's to say that wouldn't happen in the future? Aye, well, I've, I've definitely got the conversation going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does, does that mean? Co- does that mean we we get we get like a free freebie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got much further than I would have anticipated myself. <laughs> but no, I think uh, what what do you, what do you think the the next step for Big Hearts in in, in your in your eyes would be? Or what would be what would be what would be the right direction that you'd like to see uh, the future for Big Hearts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think our our big um, when we relooked at strategy last year and, and we spoke to lots of lots of our community partners, lots of the people that have benefited from our work in the past, lots of volunteers, people at the club. Um, the the big thing was you know the three main things that that we um, what we're then speaking about saying Big Hearts has got a part to play was, you know, promoting positive mental health. How do we do that? How do we do that? Um, you know, every day. Um, and, and there's always going to be work to be done on that. We do we do talk about that more in daily life. And, and that's across all generations, to be fair. Um, and, and promoting, you know, um, positive mental health at all ages. Um, social connections, we've, we've kind of touched on that in terms of Time Castle, you know, covering an environment there that allows people to build meaningful connections, you know, that goes back to loads of the work that we've done before, where it's about bringing people who might not quite, you know, might find themselves isolated, might find themselves vulnerable. How can we provide a safe space at Time Castle for people to come together? And then the, the, the final one's about, you know, kind of creating opportunities for, for people to access a, a kind of brighter future, regardless of their background. So that you know, that, that comes to some of our work that we do, uh, you know, school holiday time, some of the work around welcome through football. You know, it's about giving people a, a proper chance. And if, those are the three main things that we'll be focusing on. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, th- there's loads of work to be done in those three areas. There's three massive areas. Um, and I think particularly when you talk about mental health and promoting positive mental health, you, you would hope that um, we can we can make an impact on folks' lives. And that's, that's, uh, that's great. Um. And it's obviously an issue that's quite close to uh, the hearts of myself in particular, and I imagine does as well, and many football fans, because I think we've learned, especially in the last two years, how we all have mental health, but particularly it is an issue that has become much more prominent in football in particular. So um, would you say the taboos around mental health that were there before have all but gone now? I think we're getting there, and I think you're you're totally right. With a you know we've, and I can speak from um, you know some of the players and others who've supported bits of our projects over the piece, which is that you know they come in and speak really openly to our groups about the challenges that that they've faced. Um, you know some of our our kind of heroes from previous years talking about some of their challenges. Um, that all makes a massive impact. You know that let's be fair. If you know someday. Um, who's who's scored loads of goals for Hearts, or somebody who's been somebody you've really looked up to on that pitch, and you've watched them at Tynecastle can talk about how they might have had struggles in the past, or the ways that they need to look after their mental health. Then, you know, the rest of us, um, the the impact that has on the rest of us is huge. So, I think in football in general, that conversation is more open. I think the the big message I would always give is, you know, the, the initiatives that we run. Are, are there, you know, particularly to to support everybody and to to share what you exactly what you just described, which is we've all got mental health. In the past, you might have thought of mental health as being, a, you know, even thinking about it was, um, 
thinking about talking about it maybe would be seen as a weakness. I think those days are gone. Um, and, you know, we certainly want to play a part in getting, you know, anybody connected to to Hearts, to, to Gorgie, Dalry, the local area that we work in, southwest Edinburgh. You know, there, there's a place at Tynecastle where we think we've got some really good tools and some brilliant partners who are experts that can can help make a difference to folks' lives. So I would always encourage, you know, folk to, you know, keep talking, keep sharing, keep thinking about the ways you need to look after your mental health. And if Big Hearts can play a part in that, then I think we'd, we'd all... You know, that's us doing a great job. And, and certainly that link to football and it becoming something that we hear more about, um, I think that that does make a, a huge difference, as you, as you rightly say, Anas. I don't want to say too much at this stage, but I can absolutely safely say, and this is why I put a huge donation in, on Big Hearts Day, that, and I'm not just saying it because you're here, Craig, but this is genuinely on my sincerest of thoughts, that the charity has already made a very positive impact on my own life, especially in the last couple of years. So, you know, first of all, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to everyone, including yourself, Craig, at Big Hearts. And that big donation I made, yes, it was huge, but it was entirely justified. And hopefully, I hope one day um, I can tell you more in public as to um, how far I've come as far as how the charity's helped me in regards to my own mental well-being. But I can safely say now that you you folk at Big Hearts have been absolutely incredible. And I mean, I honestly mean that. I'm not being patronising when I say that at all. I mean, it's absolutely incredible what you've done. So I know that more than most, and it's absolutely fantastic, and it's great. And Adaz, you... Are doing a challenge, I think, for big heart, uh, big hearts yourself uh, to raise money for them. Is am I right? Yeah, you're right. Challenge is the right thing. Uh, I don't. It, I wanted to give back. I'm not the most well off of guys, so sometimes I can't give the most. But I thought uh, I wanted to do something for you guys, so I've decided to do the. I could be butchering them here, but the Kilimathon. Yeah. The six point six k. So yeah, I haven't ran in about ten years. And uh, yeah, so I didn't realise it's the tenth of April. I thought it was a long way away. So yeah, I've I've, I've, uh, I've decided to, to go do that and uh, yeah, raise some money for you guys. And hopefully, by mentioning it on here, we get we get we get we can raise some serious cash for you guys as well. No, that's great. And and you know, Daz, we we obviously thank you in advance for putting yourself through that and for challenging yourself after ten years of, of no running. So well done to you and. Uh, yeah, there is obviously loads of opportunities like that where, and, and I think you, you you touch on something that's really important, which is everybody can help in any way they see fit. And, and we've always been really keen on that. You know, for some people that might be donating money, for others it might be giving time, it might be taking on a challenge event, it might be hosting their own event, whatever it might be. We, we'd always really welcome any conversations around that. Um, and then, you know, importantly, you know, based on what you've just said, Anas, as well, you know, I mean, it, it, it's obviously, you know, um, Great, amazing to hear you saying such kind words about you know big hearts and and I really kind of thank you for saying that and obviously thank you for your your donation. We certainly spoke about that on on the Saturday yeah. evening of Big Hearts Day. Um, so you know we we really appreciate that and and your words are are really appreciated. And I know any of our guys who who listen to this will really appreciate it. And of course you know you you sharing even a a wee bit of that I think is is great and and part of what we we spoke about in terms of being being open is is. And really powerful in terms of what what we can achieve by using the power of football. So um, yeah, we really appreciate that. And for from both you guys in terms of giving us um, giving us your your donations in it and in two very different ways. So thank you. 
No, thank you so much, Craig. It's, it's absolutely, honestly, an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, my gratitude uh, to you all is just is absolutely, I cannot thank you guys enough. Uh, men and women, uh, you know, involved at Big Hearts. You, you've obviously been absolutely fantastic. So it's uh, honestly, thank you, thank you, thank you, and a million thank yous, <laughs> a million and fifty-one thank yous. <laughs> of course, of course. I want to end on something away from Big Hearts, though, if that's alright. Yeah, go on. We, we, myself and Anas are known for our wild, <laughs> wild predictions. We went uh, on the podcast. I went with that our Australian midfielder. Cammy Devlin will score at least five this season. I jinxed that because obviously, unfortunately, then he got injured. Uh, Anas went a little bit more realistic and said, but we will win the Scottish Cup. What is your outlandish prediction for this season? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's what's the. I mean, I I think what I, I don't know. It's a prediction. It, it's a comment on how fantastic it is to be kind of involved at the football club and around the place when things are going really well and there's amazing momentum behind the place. Um, it feels like that at the moment. We've got a, obviously a brilliant semi-final to look forward to. You know, hopefully um, a, a European journey next year that, you know, has been well due, I think would be the right way to put it. Um, you know, we were kind of spoiled when I was a kid in terms of the, the European trips that we got. So, I guess my my prediction is that, you know, certainly for this calendar year, we should have loads of exciting moments ahead. And hopefully that involves that Scottish Cup and, and you know, hopefully some trips to um, some, yeah, strange European places where folk can have a great time watching Hearts. So, yeah, that's not too much. Of, that's not particularly bold. But uh, I, I think that's my summary of what will, what will hopefully happen in the coming in the coming months. I'll take that if that if that does come come to fruition, then I'll be buzzing for that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, just uh, before we go, uh, if, where can people find Big Hearts and yourself if you want them to on Twitter? Of course, yeah. So, yeah, at, at Big Hearts on Twitter, um, you you will get all of our info there. It's always very active. The guys do a brilliant job. It's a huge part of our reach in terms of getting to to supporters and people who might benefit from our projects but also might um be able to support us so at big hearts on twitter anybody wants to reach out to me and uh, see some sporadic tweets about hearts winning football matches or potentially just retweeting some of big heart stuff then it's at real underscore c underscore wilson i think um and yeah and, and and on a serious note we're always really keen for people to share with us communicate with us talk to us about ideas things that they think big hearts could be getting involved in ways that they can support ways that we can support so the door's always open in that sense and i'm sure um you guys would be would would happily point anybody in our direction and um obviously our website and other places has got details on how you can get in touch with us but the door's always open always keen to speak and um ultimately we want we want to help more and more people and uh, your your help anybody's help um will contribute to that brilliant oh that's fantastic that's absolutely brilliant and uh yeah craig thank you so much for your time uh joining us on the, this episode and uh, for your insight and uh, uh for your contributions as well it's, it's uh, and well and well done to the whole charity as well for everything that you do and onwards and upwards and uh, no question daz and i will uh, have our, we will give you all our unequivocal support all the way no thank you guys i really appreciate it and thanks for putting up with 
the latter one appearing every so often. So good luck editing that and trying to make it no sound too silly. But uh, no, it's been great to chat to you. Thank you very much for your support. And um, hopefully we'll catch up very soon. Thank you so much, Craig. Thank you. Thanks, Craig. was a brilliant conversation with Craig, wasn't it? Brilliant, amazing conversation and a brilliant first guest and first interview for ourselves, I think. Oh, absolutely. And we couldn't have picked uh, a better organisation to have because obviously, as has been well documented, Big Hearts, uh, their role at Heart of Midlovian Football Club has just consistently grown in recent years. Yeah, and, and I think it was great to get more info and to hear it from someone from inside Big Hearts rather than us uh, us talking about it. I feel like it was great to actually get someone who lives Big Hearts like Craig obviously does. That That's the key phrase, live Big Hearts. And I think it's all well to be in a role or a job, but if you live the role, then that is a very special thing. Uh, and uh, clearly um, for Craig uh, and, and everyone else at the charity, it's, it's very, very special what they're doing. It's absolutely brilliant. So, no, fantastic. And thank you. I've said it so many times now. Thank you again to Big Hearts for everything that they do. Uh, and it's absolutely incredible. And no question that you and I, guys, will just keep championing the charity's cause. Definitely, definitely. We will do our bit to uh, spread the word and get, Everybody on board with big hearts, like Craig said. If you, even if it's if it's through donations, it's through taking on one of the challenges, it's through volunteering. If you can get involved in any way, big or small, let's let's all do our bit. We we've had this couple of years where we've been confined and not been able to do as much as maybe we'd like to. But let's all on the other side of this that this two year period we've had, let's. Let's do some good, and uh, as Hearts fans, let's let's help Big Hearts grow. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, let's uh, look uh, to our next game against Ross County. But before we even get to Dingwall, <laughs> which we literally have to do, of course, at the weekend, yep. <laughs> a long trip uh, for you and I and many of our fellow Jambos, um, I have to say that I'm actually very glad uh, the league business is resuming very soon because, do you know something? And I know this is not a popular opinion to have. I felt the Scotland friendlies were a bit of a waste of time, to be quite honest. As an Englishman, I, they probably were a waste of time. That's me. I mean, <laughs> I'm just I, being funny. I just, I'm just being I just think but, we're, uh, such a, we're such a crucial stage in the season in Scotland and in England that I just think this. Obviously, we were due to play Ukraine and Scotland in the playoff, but obviously now because of the war in Ukraine, that's obviously not happening um, for the time being. Um, but outside of that, I just think it's so pointless having these friendlies when we are now at probably the most crucial stage of this season. Because although I know we're we've all but wrapped up third place in the Premiership. Um, you know, we've got the Scottish Cup semi-final coming up and we really just need that momentum to be consistent between now and May. Yeah, because uh, although we've we said 
last week that the week break the break could do us well with uh, recuperating injuries and stuff. But you just hit the nail on the head where the momentum that we had. I mean, we're unbeaten in five games, home and away. So I mean, it, it, we we were obviously on a bit of a roll, and now a bit of a, just a stop. And the fact that, like you said, it wasn't really, it wasn't didn't really set the world on fire either of the perform either of the games. So I mean, yeah, I'm, as a Hearts fan and being selfish, yeah, I, I would have preferred us to have played Ross County last weekend. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But we will cross that bridge eventually, or uh, uh, in you and I, in everybody's case, we'll be uh, <laughs> crossing the mountains of the Highlands uh, to get <laughs> Dingwall, <laughs> whether it's by, I don't know, roads or rail or coach. Uh, I'm sure, uh, I, I don't think ever anyone's going to go on a, uh, <laughs> you know, on a mini plane all the way up to Dingwall. I don't I was know. Say, what, was the, what was the famous song? You could get reached by aeroplane. Doesn't matter. Don't care how you get there. Just get there if you can. Yeah, just get there wherever you can. By <laughs> just whatever get to means. Dingle however you can. Imagine, imagine walking all the way to Dingle <laughs> on the central bell. Rather you than me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't take that one. I, I can't even get to like the local shop down the road. <laughs> so, jolly damn good luck to me. <laughs> um, but uh, but but some of our uh, Hearts players. Um, they, they did make some international appearances. So, of course, Craig Gordon does what Craig Gordon is doing and uh, saving shots. Um, and he got into the country. He got into the top 10 most capped players now as well. That's incredible. Well, He's, was it on 66 now, I believe? I think you're right, yeah. That's incredible. What a guy. And uh, Craig Halkett appeared on the bench for, uh, against uh, Austria. Why would we not? Why would you not have brought him on in a friendly? Come on. Like, oh, it, it, like he's been. We've championed him, and like we we've shown our love for Craig Halkett, and I think just to see him not even get off the bench, it was. I kept. I'm I'm not a Scotland fan, so but but I that I had interest in this game just to see if he kept on the bench, and I kept checking my phone constantly. No, it's still on the bench. It was like, come on, just give him ten minutes, give him fifteen minutes, and just never seemed to material. We just want to cheer him on. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of our own. He's playing at international level. Well, maybe. Hopefully that. Hopefully that isn't him. His international career done. Hopefully that he will get another shot when the when these uh, World Cup playoffs do take place. Fingers crossed that he gets picked for the squad again. Yeah, he's a really, really important player. We've already spoken very highly of him. So, uh, yeah, hopefully Steve Clark keeps him uh, in his mind. Um, but Nathaniel Atkinson made a full international debut for Australia. What a man. Yep. Started. I hope Cammy Devlin joins him soon. Has yeah. uh, Cammy Devlin ever made an international appearance? No, but I did hear that apparently he was rumoured to be getting the nods until uh, it's unfortunate injury. So uh, yeah, I think he's... I think he. he he should be in the squad, surely. It's. I'm not sure if they're going to make the World Cup. That's the worrying thing because uh, I'm not sure if people who listen to Scars Around the Funnel know that Ryan McGowan keeps you updated with how how they're faring. And from what it sounds like, they lost. They didn't win either of the the qualifying games, so they might not make the World Cup, which would be 
a shame because I know they crossed over to the uh, Asian qualifying side of things rather than Oceania. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not too familiar of how that works now because obviously I know that's changed. But um, yeah, no, we we we'd like to cheer some Hearts players on at the World Cup in Qatar later this year. Yeah, I think I'd go. The, it, okay, if a Hearts player appears at a World Cup. I will get a shirt with their name on it, even if it's a Scotland one. But I think, to be honest, um, I think I think that's just reason for celebration that even any of the Hearts players play at the World Cup because you know, I mean, there's a team to cheer on. Um, so uh, and an excuse for us, you know, a stake for Hearts Midlovian at the 2022 Qatar FIFA World Cup, which incidentally. It's November, isn't it? Yeah, we could probably do a whole episode about that in itself. <laughs> Might in, even do a daily podcast. I'm, I don't yeah. want to put too much pressure on you now. But yeah. Hey, so, how, uh, you know, the World Cup's a daily thing, you know, for about four weeks every four years. It's going to be weird, isn't it? Like, because November is. No, nah, thinking of watching football every day in November, I'm used to that being a, a summer thing, going out in the sun in the daytime and then watching a feast of football on your TV never mind going out and building a snowman and then coming back and watching a feast of football so, different yeah. Yeah. is it winter time in Scotland and yet it's it's like summer time in Qatar yeah well, it, it, it's, it is what it is we can't change it, it, it the World Cup's there so we'll just enjoy football Enjoy enjoy a nice a, a different season. It definitely but, will be. When I say summertime, I I I don't know if their summers different to ours in terms of time, but certainly the, the the weather's not going to be ice and snow and cold winds and 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 gutter. So I think um, yeah, it will feel like it's a, a summer's day every single day for like four weeks or something like that. Yeah, we can just put turn our heating up and put the put the lights on. Take all the uh, Light shades away and just make us make ourselves feel like we're in the sun as well. Yeah, uh, well, we'll be we'll be sad when uh, when the summer ends because then we'll be like, oh no, we're back to winter again. We're heading towards that way again, and uh, yeah, it's not it's not a nice time of year for F- anyone. Fingers crossed for you guys that Scotland do get there. I mean, I'm 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 sorted. England qualified, but fingers crossed. I, I hope we get there. But but can I make another controversial opinion? Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> You've queued me in. Um, I really don't want that boogie song to be, you know, played two hundred times a day ever again. Because do you know something? As much as I was delighted that we got to the Euros last year, I'm fed up of it now. Can we get another song? Can we just refresh um, <laughs> our choice of music? Because, because to be honest, I'm starting to cringe a bit now. It's not it's not a cultural Scottish cringe, but it's just more like when you've heard the tune every single time and you know, it just you really is in your face and in your ears all the time and you just cannot run away from it. You just think, Oh my gosh, someone change the playlist, please. <laughs> you know, because I mean it was great initially when we qualified, you know, and made it through, but then everyone it just it just it just keeps coming back now and I'm like Come on, we're not broken records now. Can we just get a new one, please? Exactly. One one thing that I did enjoy was when uh, Scotland were eliminated. That in England there was quite a lot of uh, 
tweets of yeah, you might be able to boogie, but you can't win a game of game at the Euros. I was like, I like that one. I'm probably going to get hate mail for this and hate tweets for for the for for that for this episode alone. I've been quite letting everyone know that I'm, we're, I'm we're an English football fan. Controversial tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to get criticism, and I'm going to get criticism, and it'll be for two different reasons. <laughs> well, it's fine. It's what it, it, it's part of what makes football what we love. Everyone has different opinions, and we can have at least we can have a laugh. Do you think England will win the World Cup this year? No. Don't think. Oh. The, don't think the the climate will suit them. I think they'll struggle mm. because of, uh, I think the heat alone. I think that I personally, I think that'd be a, I'm, I'm, I would go on my um, out there prediction. A South American team are going to win the World Cup. Yeah, I, I think, I think to be honest, it's hard to tell at this stage, but I think you're probably right. Um, might even see Brazil win it again. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, <laughs> when Brazil win it like every second or third time, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see uh, another Brazilian masterclass. I think. Yeah, I think this. I think they're due one. They've not won one. It, it, it's their turn. Not won one in the last few World Cups. It's their, their, turn, their turn to win again. Well, we will love our Brazilian players in the world of football uh, and uh, certainly at international level. So we'll see how that all uh, fares. Now, um, some sad news, unfortunately, about um, a really popular player in our team this season, uh, Benny Beningame. Um, Robbie Nielsen has confirmed, according to the Heart of Midlovian uh, Twitter feed, that uh, Beningame is sidelined until next season after damaging his cruciate. Um Massive blow for us. Yeah, huge. It was, it was unbelievable. When I, I remember when I saw it on Twitter, and I genuinely just I felt gutted, not just as a Hearts fan, I felt gutted for Benny as a player because it's been his breakthrough season and he, he's he's been a star since he arrived. Uh, at the club, and to now this be how his season's going to end is a real shame. Is he's, he's hit the ground running? He came back from injury. His last injury that he got, he, he's got back into the form that he was known for the early part of the season, and then yeah, a, a real, real kick in the teeth for him. And it's just so sad as well because he scored his first goal for Hearts in the four-two win against Saint Mirren in the Scottish Cup. And then he scored again against the Livingston. So, you know, two goals in the space of a week. And then this. Just couldn't write it. It's it genuinely devastating. It's devastating news. I think anyone outside of the club, I don't think they would quite understand why we're so gutted for him because he is, as daft as it sounds, become a bit of a hero. He's, he's loved. He's yeah. loved. He's been so effective, you know, in the team this season. He's been a huge player for us, massive player for us. My, I, what I'm worried about is, you know, I, I really hope he is looked after um, really well. You know, I'm, I'm sure he will be, but, but, but like especially with his well-being, because I mean, you know, for a footballer, when you're not playing for such a long period of time. 
naturally as a human being that will affect you and I mean you will feel unhappy about it upset about it disappointed about it and I and I really really just hope that Benny's spirits are kept as high as possible during what will be a difficult few months ahead yeah hopefully the team spirit that we saw when uh Barry Mackay got his goal hopefully that kind of camaraderie and stuff continues over for players that have have had their season blighted by injury where they can the, the rest of the squad keep them going and keep in contact and just keep the spirits high for them and help them get through it basically because like you said it, it it it's a it, it's a big thing it's what they're used to doing day in day out to then say right that's it stopped until potentially august september it's a big shock to the system, and I mean, I'm pretty sure that the way the team have looked, it looks as if they're the kind of players that have got each other's backs. Yeah, yeah, and that's been so so important, and and, and a really, uh, I mean, it's all well to play well on the pitch, but to have that spirit and among the players is just absolutely huge and really important. Um, it's it's obviously a sad sad situation, but. Are you assured that we have enough enough depth in the midfield to, you know, fill that void uh, that's been left by uh, Benny's injury? Mm, I would have been, bef- I'd be more convinced if I knew the extent of Cammy's injury, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. as much as we've had that issue of who's going to play Cammy, Benny, or Haring, it's now. We're at right. Uh, we potentially only got Haring really, but I know that Toby Civic. He's he was originally signed as a centre mid. Um, we've got players who can f- fit in there, but I think we've just got so used to having two out of those three in the middle and being confident that right, it's, it's fine. We've got a strong spine to the middle of the part, middle of the team. It's. I, I'm a little bit worried. I'm not going to say I'm at breaking point, like panic mode, but I'm a little bit worried and hope that we see some good news on the uh, Cami Devlin front. Mm-hmm. It's all happening at a really crucial time in the season as well. Yeah. I'm wondering if it is um, wear and tear just from being non-stop, basically, because to be fair, we haven't, we haven't half-assed it in I can't recall hardly any games this season. Maybe we've let the foot off the gas a little bit and slipped up in uh, results-wise, but I think the effort's been there. So I'm wondering if just going full throttle is just starting to starting to wear some of the players down. Yeah, I, to, to be fair, the schedule we had uh, recently earlier this year was was it did get quite intense. So I mean, you know, I know we were we had that very very difficult. Period when when we 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 weren't winning games, but but you know as disappointing as that was, I mean I felt I felt probably the schedule that the players had was very 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 intense. So I mean obviously, you know I mean the players are only human after all. So I mean you know uh, there will be points when things get very tough, uh, and you know thankfully they've bounced back from that difficult period, and you know things have been good in terms of form and wins lately, uh, and we are in a really good position in the league, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's it, 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 this is the business end of the season now, isn't it? So I mean, obviously, this is where it, it's the most crucial point in the season, 
I said the word crucial so many times in this episode tonight, and I still do say it. But but this really is the business end of the season. So I mean, this is where we are not just really got to be at our most intense, but we're at our most vulnerable as well. And I mean, you know, the injury situation illustrates that. Yeah, definitely, definitely, hundred percent. It's the it's the time of the season where the management team earn their wage. It's where they where they show the difference between a good manager and a successful manager. So I think from what I've seen, Robbie's got the whereabouts to be able to manage the team correctly. It's just now really be able to keep the momentum going with this spell where we're picking up injuries and bringing in the right players to, to fill the void. I mean, especially with what's coming up, we've got a tough run, tough couple, couple of games before the split. I think we've got Obviously, we've got Ross County who are a decent side. Then we've got the two derbies. It's and the fact that we've lost the key player. I I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm confident in the rest of the squad, and I still think we're going to have a successful end of the season. But it's going to be showing, and hopefully, Robbie does prove his doubt as wrong. But it will show if Robbie is what kind of manager he is if he can uh, get through this adversity. I think he could do it. Yeah. Hundred percent, I'm behind him. Like, like, I, I, he he gets a lot of stick, but I, I I think he can do it. I'm not just saying that. I really think he can. I think this is where I think, strangely enough, this is the sort of situation that will make him completely. And I think he's definitely got the the, the all the potential to to fulfil and uh, really you'll know, bring this season home in terms of getting third and winning the Scottish Cup. No pressure with your predictions then. <laughs> I have re- I've got real high standards. <laughs> Craig played it safe with his, but man is straight there. Yeah, Spot I am not holding back. <laughs> this is what I'm expecting. <laughs> now, before we preview the, the Ross County game, uh, big news with Hearts women. They have now moved to semi-professional status. Uh, so... The ongoing progress of Hearts Women continues. Um, obviously, uh, it's been challenging this season in the top flight of uh, Scottish women's football, but it is only their first full season in the top flight. So, you know, we're not expecting them to go straight in and win the Scottish Women's Premier League immediately. I mean, that that's uh, number one, that is. Uh, we're not expecting them to do that, of course. Um, and they have scored some very, very good wins as well uh, amid, uh, you know, some challenging games as well. Uh, they last played Rangers uh, last weekend uh, and lost, sadly, 6-0. Um, but, you know, I, I suppose this move by Hearts Women to go to semi-professional status is more than welcome because when you look at the top flight of Scottish women's football, I would say, you know how in England until Newcastle reached like the, the, the big elite of teams. You in England in the English Premier League you have your big six. Um so uh, and that's you know English Premier League, the men's English Premier League. So Manchester City, Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, Manchester United, Tottenham and Chelsea. In Scotland with the Scottish Women's Premier League one, I would say we have our big four. So we have Glasgow City, Rangers, Celtic and Hibernian. And it's quite obvious that the resource they put into it is more substantial than what the other teams uh, put into it. But, but 
would, would you agree, Daz, that, that this is, you know, a step in the right direction, you know, going to semi-professional status, but there is still obviously the potential to go even further in the future? Yeah, I think it, with that status, it, it'll attract a different kind of player. You'll, you'll, you'll have the now the reach to be able to to be able to compete. Maybe not, still not quite dominate the league, but you'll be able to compete a lot more because you'll be able to say to to players rather than saying right, we're a part time, we're we're not full time yet. We're, but now to say we're semi pro, that that's a massive massive point in the right direction, and I think that it shows great ambition and the speed that. The progression seems to be happening within the Hearts and women's team. It's not just ten seasons later we're we're, we're going to first make it to uh, the Premier League. And now we're going to wait ten years until we go semi-pro. It's like instant. It's bang. Progression's happening quite rapid, which it ne- you need to do to be able to keep up. Because if you, if you don't, the rest of the teams will just keep pulling away. And I, I think it's a huge, huge step in the right direction. I think that. Things are looking good for Hearts women. I think that they can only keep moving up and up and up in my eyes. And with that, obviously, that, that's going to create a bigger profile for them as well. So that will be more fans, uh, more attention and, and more support. Definitely. And I think some of these, um, and I've read quite a lot of interviews in the matchday programme with some of the, the Hearts women's players, and a lot of them do have that ambition to play at um, full-time Castle Parks. And I think if they... This 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 semi professional says that it definitely can lead to something like that where they can rather than just playing a big derby game at Tynecastle they could potentially be multiple times a season and maybe rather than just having the one stand open they could see multiple stands and actually getting close to the attendance of the men's game. The the quick quote in the article on the Heart of Midlovian website from uh, the. The the head coach manager, uh, I, I don't, I I'm just trying to remember in my head what what the official role is defined as um, for Eva Olid, uh, but certainly, um, yeah, the Eva's Eva said um, quote, our aim of having professional players focused entirely on competition instead of working jobs or studying. And and the reason I mentioned this quote, guys, is because I did a podcast um, before Christmas with uh, Mariel Caney, who is the captain of Hearts Women. Right. Uh, and, you know, she's played football for a long, long time. But she has a job in the real world. She's a solicitor by trade. Um, so she, she doesn't have every last hour in her work in her week. To, to play football and dedicate full time to composition, but but it is a real tribute to Mario and her teammates that you know they are balancing a very intense training schedule, uh, you know, for the games uh, alongside uh, working uh, their day to day jobs. Um, but but clearly, from what Eva has said, there is obviously that recognition that you know hearts really has to go in the same direction as your Rangers, your Celtic, Glasgow City, Hibernian, um, to focus full time eventually and ultimately um, so that, you know, the full dedication, well, I mean, the dedication from the Hearts Women players is absolutely full and unequivocal, but, 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 but to actually allow for that 
full time to be properly fulfilled uh, so that, um, you know, they are focused on competition and, and, and can get in and among that elite of team. Yeah, I think that, that I think it, it seems that they've got the right manager in place as well now who's got that, who shares that vision that the club want, the, the same as what the club want to achieve. And I think that the way that things happened, I think that this it'll be a matter of a couple of seasons potentially before we see them being uh, a full professional, full time outfit. I don't think it's going to be a, a long way off. I think I think we'll soon have a, a women's team that will be competing at the top, at the right end of the table. And we'll be looking back, thinking these 6 0 defeats to teams like Rangers and thinking, well, how, how did we ever get beat that? But by those scorelines by the moment we're competing at the top so I think the future is really 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 bright and looking really positive Absolutely and and that's the perfect moment for me to mention that uh, Hearts women play Kilmarnock uh, for a place in the final four of the Scottish Cup uh, and it's taking place at the Orium uh, on the outskirts of Edinburgh this Friday night that is uh, the 1st of April uh, 2022, uh, April's Fool's Day, um, and uh, the kickoff uh, is at 7 p.m. Uh, and I believe uh, Hearts Women FC at Hearts Women FC on Twitter, uh, which is where their page is, they've put a link, a universe link up where uh, tickets are. Uh, you, you can buy tickets uh, for the game. Now, I've, I've yet to buy my ticket, but I'll certainly make sure I do that after the recording of this. But uh, um, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you're able to come as well, guys, um, uh, to the Orient. But uh, uh, as I say, there is that opportunity there. Uh, five pounds for general admission, two pounds for under 16s or over 65. So uh, apologies to both of us. Unfortunately, we've got still so many years of our life to experience before we hit that eligibility. <laughs> but um, but it's, uh, certainly five pounds. Uh, for general admission, um, it's good value for money, I think, and it's definitely a, a, a real vote of uh, support for for the team. So, uh, yeah, that's taking place this Friday, April the first, seven pm kickoff. Supporter arrival starts at six fifteen pm. Outdoor Astro at the Orium uh, in on the outskirts of Edinburgh, um, and uh, yeah, no, check out the Hearts Women FC Twitter. Uh, account uh, and you'll certainly find the universe link there as well. And uh, get yourself there. Go and go and get yourself there. I, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm definitely going to go. Uh, that'll be my warm up uh, prior to the big long trip to Dingwall on Saturday. Um, so yeah, you know, a big maroon weekend uh, if you want to put it that way. Brilliant, love it. That, that that's that, that's a great tagline. A big maroon weekend. Love a big it. maroon weekend. Yeah. So and hopefully God willing, two wins can but hope <laughs> oh we really really want these wins at all um is that a, a game you're potentially looking at or will is that just uh too is that too distant to you leave it with me leave oh i've got the, 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 the only thing is i've got the spfl trust trophy final on sunday oh yeah i've got tickets going? yeah i might have a spare ticket if you fancy it so maybe stocking dead. If anyone listening wants a spare ticket, I've got a spare ticket. Uh, but Wait, what about you, love, Dad? Uh, Grange Mouth, so near Falkirk. Right. Okay. Well, I, I think to be honest, I probably will 
probably be too lazy on Sunday. I'll be, I'll be like, I don't want to go up. I've just had a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll put me to shame. So, yeah, no, if you've got a spare ticket, Daz, um, well, listeners, you've heard it. And Daz right. needs some company. So, <laughs> Any, anyone wants it, let me know. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. And, uh, uh, is it BBC Alapa when that final is on? Uh, that channel. It, it is indeed mainly. Beca- I mainly know that because weirdly there is a in the South supporters branch in my hometown of Shrewsbury, which is random. Really? As- yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they talk- one of the guys that's a member of it. Uh, he told me that it's on Alba because I asked him if he was going, and unfortunately not. He's he can't make it. But um, yeah, there's a Queen of the South supporters branch in Shrewsbury. So if you're a Queen of the South fan, uh, and uh, I take it that's where that end, that's the end you're going to be in. Yeah, I've, I I went to that mainly because they're playing against Wraith, and yeah, it was you know, Wraith. Like... Or... No, so we went. I went. I went with Queen of the South. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I live in the very town Wraith Rovers is based in, so uh... <laughs> yeah, there's reasons I won't go into why I don't like Wraith. <laughs> Oh, you're you're you are the diplomat of the Men in Maroon podcast. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> the diplomat. There we are. So uh, yeah, um, so yeah, well, lucky you, Daz. Uh, so you're going to the final. It's Airdrie where it's taking it played, isn't it? It is the Excelsior Stadium. Yeah, Excelsior Stadium. Yeah, I, I I was I didn't want to pronounce that for fear of getting it wrong, probably. So uh, yeah, there we are. So uh, yeah, well, well, what a weekend you've got in store, uh, Daz. Um, so uh, yep. Um, so. Yeah, so for me, it's Hearts Women on Friday night. And then, of course, uh, for Daz and Dai, it is a trip to Dingwall. Uh, and then for you, Daz, on Sunday, it's uh, Queen of the South Wraith Rovers um, in Airtree. It is indeed. Busy weekend for the, the podcast as a whole. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Without a question. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, that leads us now on to the main chats, I suppose, or main topic, I think, really, in this part of the podcast. And that is... Our trip to Dingwall this Saturday, the second time this season that Heart of Midlovian have gone up to Ross County. Last time we were there was near the start of the season. Uh, it was a two-all draw. Stephen Kingsley's free kicks. Oh, I tell you, I tell you, he's he definitely, definitely won our hearts that day. Uh, even though we, pardon me, didn't win, um, we got a point. And it was, we weren't happy at the time, most of us. But I think in hindsight, we were actually quite relieved because I think other teams around us also slipped up. So um, how do you see Saturday going, guys? Uh, I've gone 2-1 hearts. Same here. Oh, okay, first goal scorer. Liam Barry Boss. Mackay. <laughs> you okay. think he's going to go on a run now? Yeah, I've got a feeling. Okay, second goal scorer. Craig Halkett. I'm going to go Stephen Kingsley again. I think there's one more free kick in him. One more, right? Okay, so I think there's at least one more in him. And and if do you know, I say Stephen Kingsley now, but actually, now that I've said that, I'm 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 now backtracking a bit. I'm actually hoping that he saves that for the Scottish Cup semi final. Oh, we can have two. It's fine. Yes, well, well, in that case, I'll stick. I'll stick with Stephen Kingsley. Yes, <laughs> there we are. I'm going to be greedy. I'm going to say he'll score a free kick against Ross County, and then he'll get another one against Hibs in the Scottish Cup semi-final. So yeah, at least one more. But if it's two or three, do you know what? Brilliant, fantastic. We'll have a catalogue 
of Stephen King's The Free Kicks to look back on it. He could have his own DVD, the way he's going. <laughs> his own programme on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Arts TV. Oh, the last time we both predicted the same prediction, we both it was it was a correct prediction. So here's hoping that continues. Yeah, and we come um, away from our very very long journeys uh, with with a three with three points to celebrate. Yeah, we we want three points to celebrate because uh, um, you know obviously we we can't guarantee. Be, but but certainly it's a nice cherry on top of the cake if we can get three points um, for what will be a nice big long trip up to the Highlands. Uh, and, and a good number of Hearts fans, I imagine, will be making the trip again. Yeah, I, I think from I went on uh, the website yesterday afternoon for the and looked at tickets for the Ross County game, and there's only one block available that has tickets left in it now. Mm-hmm. So, and and there's and there's only a few a couple of days or well we're we're recording on a Wednesday night so there's now Thursday Friday and I imagine that will be it yeah unless they're still selling some early on Saturday um but um but I, I don't know how you're going to get a ticket on a Saturday if you book it then I think it might be a bit too late uh, potentially but uh, check check with Hearts Ticket Office they'll tell you everything um but uh, yeah no definitely uh, final minute decisions I'm sure still need to be made by some fans. Yeah, and I think I was looking at the league tables, and we we've discussed uh, a lot of how close the league is. But uh, County down to seventh with thirty six points, but I I don't I see them still as as a big team. Regardless, it's going to be a tough game. I, I don't see it with obviously the way we predicted it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a walkover. I think it's going to be a very much a smash and grab get in, get out, get the three points, get back to Edinburgh kind of win. I don't think yeah. it's going to be a walk in the park. Yeah, yeah. No, it would It would be easy. It wouldn't be easy at all. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to work really hard, I think, on Saturday because that is not an easy place to win a game of football. No, especially, I think, to keep an eye out, um, if we can keep him quiet, is uh, Regan Charles Cook. He's uh, been an absolute gem this season for them and with Joe them, Savage if you're listening to us right now that's your first signing this summer you say that but we were linked with him a lot of rumours online saying that uh, we've been checking him out and that we are looking at signing him in the summer so we we all know what rumours are they're, they're called rumours for a reason so I mean it, it could come to nothing but he's been if he if anyone I think deserves to be a player of the season candidate I think He's surely got to be up there. He's been outstanding. If we can keep him quiet, then I think half the job's done. It wouldn't be easy, though. It wouldn't be easy. Uh, and uh, uh, part, of, part of me is going to have a very soft spot for him because uh, he'll be, I really hope he becomes one of our own players um, later this year. Definitely. Definitely. That's a, uh, I think he'd just be a brilliant addition to the, te- the, the, the way we play and his style of play, I think it just fit in nicely, especially Definitely. in the Euro- European games. Absolutely. Joe Savage, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> if it happens, we want a cut of his shirt, shirt we, sales. We want things. mentioned in the press release on the Heart of Midlovian website. There um, you go. You know, we've signed the player 
And uh, we have um, Daz Carding and Anna Samanasasan to thank for, you know, really pushing this suggestion in March. So there we are. I definitely include our Twitter and a link to the podcast when you do give us this shout out. Come on. We, yes, we, we yes, did you a please, favor. communications team. <laughs> yeah, we did you a favor. You, you, you do us one. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, but yeah, two-one prediction uh, for Daz and I with the game. Uh, and um, yeah, no. I, I, as I say, I, 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 are you traveling on the day? Or are you going the night before? Traveling on the day. Uh, uh, I'm a member of. Well, say member. I kind of started the fourth. Valley Hearts uh, Club. So, on the on the Facebook page, I saw someone offering a lift that they had a spare seat in the car, and I jumped at the chance. So, I'm getting a lift through one from one of the guys uh, that are coming through from the Fourth Valley area. So, I'm travelling uh, through half night. Are there Hearts fans in the Fourth Valley area? Well, we filled a bus already before tickets went on sale for uh, the semi final. So, we've got we've got a decent following here. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's very yeah. good. And keep an eye out at, at, for uh, our new flag that we're getting made also. You got a new flag made? Yeah, Fourth Valley Hearts. We're getting a flag made. Keep an eye out for that. Coming soon to Tiny Castle or Hamden Park. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, that'll, that'll be exciting, definitely. Um, absolutely exciting that to see that uh, when that happens. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, as I say... Um, Glad the club football is back, and uh, as I say, uh, looking forward to getting back into the business end of uh, uh, the season. Uh, Long may it continue. Absolutely, yeah. Forget forget about the end of the season in May. Just keep going, June, July, August. <laughs> well, we might be if we if if we depending on what um, stage we enter European competitions, we could only have a month off potentially. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll see how that all works out um, at the end. Um, even, to be honest, even the Conference League, you know, I'm pleased that's introduced because even then that's... Being in any of these competitions will just be absolutely a fantastic step forward for us. 100%. Definitely. I think it, it'll uh, be a big boost for the supporters, the players and the profile of the club once again to get us... It'll attract a different calibre of signing. When we're when we're when we're looking for players in the summer as well, so the only way is up. Oh, definitely, definitely, absolutely, yeah. But we've got to make sure we get over the line. So, uh, uh, really, really crucial stage in the season as well. And finally, last thing before uh, we finish up, um, very brief mention. Uh, you were at Inglesley Park last Saturday. How was that? Oh, it was good. Non-league day, twenty twenty-two. My first trip to Ainsley Park. It was. Really, really, really hot, like scorching hot. Uh, I was sat a couple of rows in front of ex-Scotland manager uh, Craig Brown. Didn't speak to him, but because uh, I'm not one of those people that want to ruin his afternoon football by some no. annoying Englishman going, "Hi, Craig, can I get a picture, please?" No, uh, so left into it. But yeah, it was good. It was. See on, see on this kind of point. Um, we're starting to see. Some people bring cards with them uh, to games, saying, um, for example, Cammy Devlin, can I please have your shirt after the final whistle? What, what do you make of this? Leave your signs at home. <laughs> don't. <laughs> like, don't. Like, 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 for me, what it is, if, if, if a player gives their shirt 
to to a young fan, as a touching moment, it's because they've thought right. I've noticed that 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 child during the game, uh, let's a special moment between that player and that fan, not a player looking in the crowd and seeing his name and going, well, that, that guy's bothered to make a sign and then hand it. Let, let's hand him a shirt. It's, no, and the fact that there's been some, I think there was a Liverpool fan got Andy Robertson's shirt. Uh, a little boy did, and the dad put it on eBay at a buy it now price of like, I want to say about twenty grand, and he put and he put the pictures of Andy Robertson giving it to his son, and his son holding the sign up, and it's like that's scummy. That's not really cool at all. I I would treasure my if I was a footballer, I'd be treasuring my shirts. Um, and reluctant to give them away unless it was for a very, very cause. So, I mean, to be honest, um, like you know, the auctions that are going on for these big heart shirts, I think is a definitely a very, very worthy cause because that's going to raise so much money for the charity and, and that's going to make a massive difference to people's lives. So uh, there has to be a meaningful benefit at, at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's just this, I don't know where the culture's come from. It's, it's like we're at, I don't know, it, it's... Yeah, fair enough. Asking for it on social media or something would be different, but not physically at a game because not only is it weird to look at, but it's blocking people's view potentially. If you're you, holding, you've, up... you've got to remember that. I think, and I used to be quite bad for this as well. It, people get starstruck by famous people or right. people who have big profiles. But see, see, no matter if you work with famous people or you regularly meet high-profile people or well-known people. Um, regardless of that, you've got to remember a lot, you know, these footballers are as human as we are. You know, they've got families, they've got siblings, they've got parents, they've got children. And at the end of the day, you know, they, they, they're one day when they grow a bit older, they want to look back at their memorabilia and cherish all of the... Um, moments that they've had in their career because their careers are not going to last forever you know they, they'll probably go to like at best their mid-30s or even early 40s and then that will be it and then they'll have to try and fill the void afterwards so i mean you know see they're not alien from a different planet they're as human as we are yeah and and it's it's as if they're then getting crucified online for not giving the shirt because some parents are getting on twitter saying my son held this game for this, this sign up for 90 minutes for the whole game and you wouldn't even give him your shirt. Well, hold on, like you just said, it, it their memories, uh, they could be keeping them and their children or to their family member or maybe they know they were behind the scenes, they've got a charity that they're in touch with and they donate them to like children that have an illness or something. We can't just say, right, you're you're a bad guy because you didn't give it to little Jimmy who that, that, made the sign. That, the, the, what, what we're just discussing there, that, that just, to me, you know, I don't want to sound controversial, but but this whole phenomenon that's going on at the moment, you know, put, putting cards out saying, can I have your shirt, etc. It just seems so selfish. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you think that you're deserving for some reason to get this. No. Could you imagine when we were younger and you had players like the characters the big characters from back in the day like if you imagine putting it up to Roy Keane I think you'd be getting a two finger salute back I think you'd be getting just someone ignoring you you do not want to get on the wrong side of Roy Keane I can tell you that but it's 
I would love to hear his view on this topic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> give him a soapbox on Sky Sports. <laughs> Gary Neville as well. <laughs> yeah. Don't just give him a soapbox. Give him a whole programme. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. See what he says about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, they are very articulate individuals on television. But yeah, yeah. Daz and I, thumbs down to this uh, cringeworthy phenomenon of uh, people putting cards out saying, can I have your shirt, please? It's like, no, no. Create your own history and memories. And, and remember that these footballers are as human as you are. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they've got every entitlement to cherish, uh, you know, all those happy memories of them playing. Because uh, because they want to tell their grandchildren about it and your families about it in many years to come. So, uh, yeah, um, I think you would agree with me, guys. That's uh, un- an unequivocal stance from us. Definitely. Definitely. Excellent. Don't do it. Well done. <laughs> uh, well, were you going to say something there? I just said, don't do it. Don't bring your car. If you're going yeah. if you're if you're going to if you're thinking of doing it or telling your child to do it just before you leave the house, just stand back, look in the mirror, and just look at yourself and go, no, don't do it. Leave that. No. Leave that at home. No, I absolutely agree with you. And um, just you know, it's just such a selfish thing to do. It really is. I, to be honest, I said it was controversial, but now the more I say it, the more I think, no, nah, it's not controversial. It's a very, very substantiated point of view. So there we are. <laughs> I've talked myself into it. Um, I, last thing from me before we finally, finally, you know, bring this episode to a conclusion. Um, you were at Ainsley Park. I was at Kelty Hearts. Uh, paid a visit to New Central Park and I could not have picked a better game to go to because... Um, they won League Two. Uh, what an incredible season they have had! Uh, Kevin Thompson's side uh, winning the fourth tier of Scottish football in their first attempt. You know, after coming into the SPFL for the first time, absolutely incredible achievement. Not the biggest club in the world, but you know something: the spirit there is incredible. It's just honestly, they are. Incredible. A fantastic place at the moment, Kelty Hearts, uh, and I think that club's going to go onwards and upwards uh, and, and and progress through the pyramid. And it's just so brilliant. It was a good day afternoon out. Good day, good afternoon out uh, at uh, um, at Kelty Hearts. Uh, and obviously, as you've seen on Twitter, I, I spent a wee bit of money on a face covering, on a shirt, uh, getting myself in the spirit, a pin badge as well. Uh, I, and no, I mean they are the Maroon Machine. That's the nickname, which I think. Cracking nickname. I don't know why we didn't, uh, Hartman Lowen didn't come up with that. But there we go. Um, you know, I suppose it's uh, their opportunity gained. Uh, but yeah, no, great, great afternoon uh, at New Central Park in Fife. Uh, Kelty Hearts promoted to League One. I had a chat with Joe Cardell, their midfielder, uh, on Monday for Kingdom FM. Uh, if you go to the Kingdom FM website, you'll see the interview that I had with Joe. Good nine minutes of footballing bliss. Uh, honestly, it was just a fantastic moment to cherish. Really, really brilliant. So, huge congratulations to uh, our fellow team in Maroon, Kelty Hearts. And go uh, to and- Anas's Twitter and check out the beautiful jacket that Anas was wearing. Oh, Special shout out. Me. Oh, oh and Bunty would be proud of me. Oh, oh, if, you, if you've not seen this jacket... I'll make sure to retweet it. I, I'm pretty sure I did retweet it on Saturday, your tweet uh, of you at the game. But yeah, check it out. It's a finger beauty. Oh, it's, uh, and uh, it's, uh, thank you so much. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, and, and I was also going to say as well, just a bit of observation at New Central Park. I saw a, a fan 
in a Heart Midlovian church. So I, I, because I, I was a wee bit worried when I walked in, because sometimes you walk into these new places and think, why am I here? Uh, but then, you know, I saw a fellow Heart Midlovian fan uh, in a Heart church. So I thought, okay, I'm not out of place here. So <laughs> I, had my, I had my heart's top on at the Spartans game as well. Yeah. I, had my, I had my heart's top on. So, yeah. It's, good, it's, good to see what other, other clubs are doing. It's, it's good to see what's going on out there in the world of football. Brilliant. Oh, Daz, what a bumper episode that was. But I, I'm sure we, you enjoyed that. Chunky. Very chunky episode. Loved it again. Craig, thank you. Again, I've already thanked you for coming on, but also thank you to the Manass, and also thank you to the Manass for securing that the men in the moon are going to Hamden. Yay! Oh, not only it didn't look like that at one stage, no, <laughs> did it? No, it did not. Maybe we can talk about that on our preview for for, yeah. the, for the for the semi semi show. We, we could talk about the scare that we went through, um, yeah. but no, we we the tickets are secured. I've got the, yes. I haven't got the tickets yet, but I've got the hard evidence of confirmation that Daz and I will hopefully, God willing, be at Hamden Park on the sixteenth of April. Um, for that game, not where we ideally wanted to be in the midway part of the uh, of the pitch, but do you know what, guys? We are there exactly, and you know, more than ten thousand tickets sold already as well. And I just want to say, it, just to get a dig in, we sold in a day the same amount that our rivals have sold in a week. Really? Yep, we've done that. What does that that say about our support? Yep, and the best bit is is that my uh, partner's little girl, uh, she will be in the Hibs end during that game, and I cannot wait to give her some pelters from the Hearts end. Yes, she's four. Uh, Because her dad is a Hibs fan, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah, he can't win she's, She's got a cool step ish dad. But then, yeah, you, you, you can't win everybody's hearts and minds, can you? I've, 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 I've still got time to swear. She's four. And turn her to the, turn her away from the dark side to the light. So, but but we can win two Edinburgh derbies in the space of a week. So you know the wins are there for the taking. So there we are. Um, come on, the hearts! Don't let us down. Get those wins. Uh, so we've got um, more. Uh, we could just we could just communicate our. Absolute ecstatic joy for months to come, <laughs> but we we want to stay grounded and humble. We want to get that these wins first. So let's work hard for it. Uh, not just the players, but the, the coaches and us fans, because we can definitely roll them on to win to victory. And I can't wait to do it. Uh, at Ten Castle on the ninth of April and Central. In the Scottish Cup semi final at Hampden Park. Different kickoff times, though, so do check the Hearts website for those kickoff times. Frankly, I can't remember what they are, apart from the fact that is a lunchtime kickoff for the Scottish Cup semi final. Definitely. Buzzing. Oh, Daz, what an episode. Well done, comrade. Congratulations. Well played. Brilliant stuff. Thank you all for listening. Uh, absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for the feedback. Keep it coming. Uh, good or bad uh, and uh, as I say six episodes in and still growing and going strong thank you so much indeed and a big special thank you once again to Big Hearts and to Daz for 
uh, being uh, the main, uh, you know, the main winner in terms of getting Craig to come on. So really appreciate that. That's well done indeed. And uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode and we're great company to you once again. Good luck to Heart of Midlovian on Saturday. Good luck to Hearts Women on Friday. Uh, and as I say, we will be back the next time um, when um, we are back in business as far as the league is concerned. So uh, from myself and Daz, Take care, all the best. And if you're going to Dingwall on Saturday or to the Orium on Friday night, have a brilliant, brilliant time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.